Welcome to the What I Love About You podcast. I want to tell you three things that I love about you. I love about your smile. You love my smile? I love your smile. (laughs) I love your laugh. You have a contagious and amazing laugh. I love your beautiful singing voice. Today is the day for our first ever pop-up episode on the What I Love About You podcast. I am so excited for you to hear part two of my conversation with Megan. If you missed part one, you can go back and check it out. It is all about life-giving words in music, and we talk about so much more than that, but we went into a whole conversation about motherhood specifically. Megan is a mom, just like I am, and I wanted to talk about the power of our words and life-giving words in motherhood because I feel like there's so much that is needed when it comes to encouragement and when it comes to speaking life into motherhood. So if you're a mom, please listen in. We hope that you're encouraged by today's episode. If you're not a mom, if you hope to be a mom, if you plan on being a mom one day, I hope that you'll listen and you'll learn from this. And just know if you find yourself in a season where you're really praying and desiring that God would give you children of your own, that God would make you a mom, know that he sees you, know that you are so valued and so loved beyond being a mother But even in that, I'm believing and praying and hoping that that day will come for you. I know that God has an amazing plan for your life, even when it doesn't feel like it. He has an amazing plan for your life. And so my hope and prayer is that every single person in every single stage of life can take away something from this episode and can learn something and be reminded of something because there's truths that apply to so many different areas. And maybe you're going to listen to this and think, man, I wish that I would have known that 15 years ago. There's nothing you can do about that now. So let's move forward with this information. And maybe there's somebody in your life that you can be a mother figure to. Maybe they're not your biological child. Maybe you did not bring them into this world, but you can still be that light for them and that encouragement for them. So I'm so excited for you to hear this episode today. I hope that you will connect with Megan on Instagram. She's doing incredible things. I would love for you to be able to keep up with all of that there. I would love to connect with you, and I cannot wait to hear what you think about this episode. Check it out. I love the fact that you are navigating this season in motherhood, and I feel like for me personally, life-giving words, if there's any area in my life where I need some life-giving words, it's in motherhood. I don't know about you, but you know, we all deal with, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> once you have multiple kids, you feel, you know, spread thin. Am I meeting all their needs? So tell me a little bit, where do you find your source of life-giving words in motherhood? God has been so gracious to provide some just other incredible godly mothers in my life. Um, I actually, so we, we live in a town that is, I mean, it's the same city that my husband was born and raised in and literally his whole family is here. And so I have some just amazing sister-in-laws, um, that love the Lord and we're, we're all kind of parenting our, our kids together and, they have been such a a huge encouragement to me, um, as well as just, uh, my church family Mm -hmm. and, um, the community there. Um, really that's just made such a difference because I can not only just confide in these women, but it's just so nice to know that the things that I'm struggling with as a mom, I'm not alone. Um, you know, and just having their, their prayer and their support and, um, 
being, being like you're, you're talking about just mm-hmm. going to, to the source, you know, of our strengths, which is the Lord and doing that together and seeking him together. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely need that because parenting yes. is so hard. What are the ages of your kids? What are the ages? <laughs> oh my gosh. They're six, four and almost two and they're amazing yes. kids. Um, but they're all mm-hmm. different. And they all have different needs and they all have different personalities and they wow. all um, need to be yeah. disciplined differently. And, you know, um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, nothing has humbled yep. me more than <laughs> learning to parent these little ones. And then also just mm-hmm. bearing just that, that burden and um, just feeling that weight of responsibility. Uh, I just think about this often, like, mm-hmm. yes, the, the days are long, but the years are short and God has giving right. these children to me. I mean, ultimately they're his, um, but you know, I need mm-hmm. to steward them to the best of my ability and, and really seeing my kids as, um, little disciples that I need to intentionally day by day be pouring into, um, yeah. and just nurturing. I and <laughs> I think that's um, so true. And I think, it, you know, it surprised me because I'm so, close to four and, you know, when you have a lot of siblings, you recognize the differences you know, between you and your siblings, but it's still surprising when I have my own kids and how different they can be. You know, it's like you're being raised by the same two people, yeah. but really you see the beauty and the, the, just how detail oriented our God is and the way that he creates each of us so differently and so uniquely. It's cool. But as a parent, it can feel like, okay, I've got to like, I, you know, it's, you're learning your kids. And I think that's one thing that Someone told me very early on, I was actually a nurse in the hospital when I had my first, first little boy, she said, Hey, he's a new person. You've got to get to know him, you know, and and in the beginning, you're struggling (laughs) with learning their sleep habits and when they want to eat and how, how do you know if they're hungry and how do you know if they're tired? And, but then as they get older, you're learning, okay, what, you know, what are they worried about? What are they struggling with? What is their, what are their weaknesses? What are the areas where I really need to kind of help them grow? How do I? What, what's the best way to discipline them? When you talk about discipling your kids and, and kind of pouring into them, are there some things that you try to implement with your kids when it comes to pouring into them spiritually? Yes. Yeah, so when I talked mm-hmm. about, you know, just my quiet time with the Lord and, and training other people in the passage, I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah. definitely including my children in that. Um, I think that's so, so important. And, you know, it's important to, yes, to, to go, Mm. um, and make disciples. And I believe that that starts within your own home, Mm -hmm. not neglecting the sheep that are within Uh your own home. And, um, so as I'm reading the word each morning, I then go when Mm. my kids wake up and I read the word with them exactly what I read. Or, I mean, other times there'll be, um, actually there's a, a, book that we're going through right now. It's just like a family devotional and it goes through like 25 different family ways. And so this week it was pray and read the Bible every day with an open heart. And, um, so not only that, as I'm passing that on to them, then encouraging them to pass it on to either like their younger sibling or to their classmates or to their neighbors. And it has been the coolest thing to see my little, I mean, literally yesterday, my four-year-old, um, was sitting underneath of our picnic table out back and there was a little girl, um, 
that's the granddaughter of one of our neighbors. Natalie barely Uh knew this little girl, but invited her over. And Natalie was training this little girl, Addie, in the family way and showing her the hand motions. And and I didn't have to tell her. Like, she just did it. And it's like, it's becoming second nature as Mm. we just consistently, like... And what's so cool about that too is that Natalie, she can be mm-hmm. my, mm-hmm. I mean, difficult child, and yes, she's yeah. the one that has brought me to my knees more than my other two. Um, and literally, I mean, there have been times where my husband and I have just like looked at each other and just yeah, started yeah. weeping because we we're like, <laughs> "What are we doing?" <laughs> and so then to see how, like, how you know, with that consistency, with that love, like see yes. the Holy spirit working in her little heart. Oh my gosh. Like that's right. enough to yeah. make me weep, but for totally different reasons. So, you know, yeah, we do. And we, we pray together. And I do believe that, um, as my husband and I, like mm-hmm. we are, you know, we are image bearers of the Lord. And, um, as they see us in our word, as they see us loving mm-hmm. our neighbors, as they see us praying together, we're modeling mm-hmm. for them what it looks like to have a relationship right. with Christ. Well, and they see that sponges. kids are very smart. Yeah. <laughs> they are all, I mean, they, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. They're, and they're, they are, they're little sponges. And the more that you give them, the more that they'll yes. continue to hunger for more and more. And, um, just another thing that I love doing as well is, um, as far as scripture memory goes, mm. I put That's melodies so to scripture and turn it into songs. And so mm. like, it is just the coolest thing because my right. children too, like they do, they love to sing. Most kids love to sing. And so to hear That's them sing so these good. little songs of, yeah. um, you know, love is patient, love yeah. is kind. It, it does it. not any, I mean, like, honestly, we see that. <laughs> it is. So I mean, does. my son learned all 50 states and their capitals because he learned a song, you know, like that's how kids can learn so quickly and so yep. easily. And there's, I've been so convicted in the last few years because I love worship music. I've been a part of our worship team at church and I love to sing. I grew up singing, you know, in, in choir and stuff in high school. And, and, um, I just love words, whether they're sung written, you know, spoken. I just, I just love it. And so having a passion <laughs> for that and really loving worship music where you feel the power of the Holy spirit and you feel like you're being, you know, just brought into the presence of God. That's so powerful. But I also love a good beat. So I've struggled mm. with this kind of like, okay, God, you know, my husband, will be like, <laughs> he said to me a few years ago, Kaylee, your run play is ratchet. Like you need to stop. And I'm like, listen, I don't want to journey with Jesus. And he's still working on my run playlist. But over the last few years, really, I'm like, oh, you know, always, you know, when I find good music, I'm like, okay, I can add this to, you know, my playlist. But I, over the last few years, I've really learned we were at the beach and my son said, my son looked at somebody and said, well, now my bed sheets smell like you. He was quoting an Ed Sheeran song. And I was like, Oh, Lord Jesus. Like, you know, but they pick up on stuff like that. And so I've been so convicted in the last couple of years of, okay, what am I playing when we're driving in the car or in the house? What am I playing and what am I pouring into them? It doesn't mean that we only listen to Christian music 24 seven, but I am going to pay attention to the words that are being spoken over them because I grew up super conservative, Southern Baptist Christian. My parents were like, you're only listening to Christian music and Christian music meant like, you know, like hymns, gospel, like this is the, like I had, there's a few little like edgy, you know, people that came out. I don't know if you remember Stacey <laughs> or Rico, like back in the day, you know, so you, yeah. 
Like that was like, oh, I love Stacey. Like, yes, because it was someone that like was Christian, but like I still, you know, like I liked the music. But that was like, yeah, mm-hmm, was, like, mm-hmm. cutting so, edge. You know, growing up it was always this kind of, you know, because the heart behind it was we're, you know, it matters what we listen to. It matters what we think about. And obviously, if you listen to certain songs, you're going to be thinking about certain things, of course. But I just really have seen that in my own kids, the power of what I what they listen to. And I mm-hmm. want them to be singing, you know, things. Mm-hmm. My son, my oldest son can kind of be a little bit afraid sometimes. And he'll be like, Mommy, let's sing No Longer a Slave to Fear. And he'll just start belting it and just claiming that he is yep. not a slave to fear and he's a child of God. Yes. Well, he wouldn't even know those words if he had never heard them, you know? Yeah. And so we can really give our kids tools through mm-hmm. worship music and through what we're playing for them. And I've gotten that wrong plenty of times. And I think that's something that I want every listener to hear. Neither of us say we're perfect. Neither of us get it right all the time. I have my, my kids and certain mm-hmm. parts of their personalities that also bring me to my knees. And I think, God, I am not equipped. I don't know how to handle this. Oh, my goodness. And the moments of mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter. You know, like you said, like, it, is this even like, what do we do here? And then you see that moment of, oh, no, it did matter. Oh, wow. It is making a difference. And that's so powerful and so encouraging. I love that. So good. I just feel like when it comes to motherhood, I thought I was joining this really amazing club of women where we were all going to cheer each other on and it was going to be like just amazing all the time. And very quickly, I realized there are some women that will cheer you on, but there are many that are going to kind of try to critique you or, well, what do you think about this? And what are you doing with that? And it there's like this competition that I, I hope to see change. And I believe there's a shift happening where it's like, hey, we're all in this together. And no matter what what your you know journey looks like, can we not build each other up and use the power of our words to bring life instead of tear each other down? I remember a conversation with someone who was basically asking me if I was going to get an epidural. And I was like, I, my first pregnancy, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I think so. And they immediately went in on all their views and their stance, but it wasn't like a, Hey, here's some information. It was like a, you better do this or you're, you're worthless. And I was like, Oh gosh. Okay. You know, and that's why I think sometimes people approach motherhood. Somehow if you do it differently than me, you're criticizing me. Have you ever felt that? Like if someone, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just, uh, it's, oh my God. Yeah. Yes. And that's where I feel like who has we can it? accept the fact that if someone's no, doing something <laughs> differently, it does yeah. not mean that they're criticizing what you're doing. It just means that maybe God's calling them to do something else. Yeah. Maybe they have different gifts and different strengths. <laughs> and maybe I, they're just trying to figure things out like the rest of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. No mom right. goes into motherhood as a pro. And there's just no such thing, you know, like when you all of a sudden become an expert, that just basically means that you're unwilling to continue to learn and grow. And I want to be a lifetime learner and grower, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like I'm just, I'm fully aware through parenting that I have not arrived and I probably never will until the Lord takes me to glory. And, you know, like... So we just need to give each other grace, you know, like just the, the judgment and the, uh, especially 
like our sisters in, in Christ and within the, the church, like there should be no room for, yeah. um, criticizing well, and, and like just really building each other up in love. What that's we what we, we all feel we really need. Way. So, and if we could just be honest about like, Hey, I'm showing up and I'm doing the very best I can. We and do I get it wrong a whole lot. And I pray I get it right. Some, and I'm asking Jesus for a whole lot of wisdom and guidance and, and be willing to learn. Like you said, be willing to learn from each other and not be afraid to say, Hey, I'm struggling here. Can you, do you have any tips? Have you dealt with, you know, this or that in, in motherhood and parenting? I feel like Satan wants to keep us isolated. He wants us to believe that we have to do this alone and that somehow there's weakness in asking for help or admitting that we're struggling. But the minute that I've been able to say, I am struggling, I don't know, you know, what to do here. I've been able to open up to some women that are further on in, in parenting and motherhood than I am and who are godly, like just examples, like you talked about, you know, that the community that you can find within a church. And I know it looks different right now with the whole pandemic thing. Our church is a portable church that meets in a high school. And so we have not met since March, (laughs) literally have not had a meeting in person since March because the County is, you know, they have a lot of stuff Mm. going on trying to figure out school and all of that. And they basically said, no, sorry. So for in-person large group, it's it's not the same. We're doing it online. But I've been mm-hmm. able to meet up one-on-one with some moms and be able to have some really honest conversations. And there's been a lot of beauty in that and being able to say, hey, what do you what do you think about this? Or I'm struggling here. I don't know, you know, I don't know if I'm getting it right here. What are your thoughts? And I love the fact that you talked about always being willing to learn because I think that's when we get too prideful, it really hurts us more than anybody else. It really is going to affect the kind of parent that we can be. And and our kids are along for that ride. You yeah. know, I want my kids to look at me and go, man, my, my mom taught me how to say I'm yeah. sorry. You know, more than anything. I want them to know that I'm willing to say, hey, you know what? Like, I'm sorry. I, I you know, I didn't do that right mm. or I got that wrong. And there's so much power in that. And there's so much, I don't know. I just, I feel like, there's a lot that can be said about life-giving words, specifically in motherhood. And there's a lot that can be said about life-giving words in motherhood when it comes to one thing that I love to do is start every single day playing worship music in my house. Cause it just sets a tone, you know, it sets a tone for the day and it's really hard for me to yell yes. at my kids when I'm listening to like, you know, oh, yes. when I'm being reminded of God and his grace and his mercy and his love. And the fact that, just like you said, they're gifts. They're, <laughs> God, they're gods, first and foremost. But they're being given to me to steward and to grow and to guide and to lead. And that's just, that helps our days so much when we can start our day that, that way. But do you have anything else that you would want to add when it comes oh, to yeah. worship music, that's writing, awesome. motherhood, any of the things we've talked about? And just you know, anything that you feel like would be helpful for someone listening, you've already given us so much. You've already (laughs) dropped so many truth bombs and shared from your heart. And I appreciate that. Um, but I don't, I don't want to cut you short, but is there anything else Mm -hmm. you think you just really want the world to know, Megan? (laughs) I think I, um, I Mm. want the, the listeners to all of y'all listening, (laughs) um, to not get stuck in, 
maybe just the place that I found myself getting stuck in as a music artist, as Mm -hmm. a wife, as a mom, and that's getting stuck in the comparison game. And, um, we didn't talk a whole lot about social media, but I do feel like, um, there's definitely good that can come out of it. Um, but -hmm. there's definitely bad. I mean, we did touch on it, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as who you're following and, you know, um, who you're getting advice from, who you're getting your news from, who you're whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But God created you to be you. <laughs> he made you, I mean, you were right. fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. You weren't, I was not created to be Kaylee <laughs> and she was not created to be me. Um, and God has mm-hmm. given you a unique story. He has given you unique gifts and talents, um, that are all, they've all been given to you to ultimately give God glory. And so I think when we get into this comparison Mm -hmm. game of, Oh, I should be doing what this person is doing, or I should look, you know, my life Mm -hmm. should look like this person or my story should Mm -hmm. sound like this person's story or my testimony isn't good enough or, you know, my my talent, okay. yeah, that's not good enough either, or whatever it might be. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. would just say rebuke all of those lies in Jesus' name, um, because yeah, you mm-hmm. ultimately you are. Oh my gosh, so so loved by God. Um, one of my favorite verses. It's in in Psalms, and it talks about how the Lord's thoughts Mm. about you are too many to count outnumbering every single grain of sand on every beach that covers this earth. And that's a lot of wonderful, beautiful thoughts. And, um, yeah. And just truly, I think when we can see ourselves the way God Mm. sees us and when we can see others, the way God sees them, um, and and humility, counting others and esteeming others greater yeah. than us. I I think that identity is is really it's everything. Um, and so I would just encourage everyone listening to um, yes, yeah, just be reminded of who you are and whose you are. Um, that. Mm-hmm. If you have been adopted into God's family, that you are a child of God, mm-hmm. that you are right. seen as mm-hmm. righteous because of Jesus, not because of anything that you did or didn't do, but because yeah. of Jesus and because of his perfect work and his righteousness. Um, and yeah, yeah. I see so, so in that there is like no condemnation in Christ Jesus identities to try to sign up to be like everybody else, you know, like, it's like this kind of like, I need to fall in line and be like what everyone else is being. And when you yeah. realize that you were set apart, you have a specific calling and a specific skill set, gifts that the world needs. Something that I try to say often here is you are needed here, not your neighbor, not the girl you follow on social media that you want yep. to be like, not your mama, not your sister, not your best friend, you like they're all needed too, but you are specifically needed for a purpose. And I feel like, yeah, Satan has to convince us that we aren't. Yeah, we, and, and yeah. 
and we all and and you know what just going along with that is not only does right. <laughs> you know does this world need you um i mean ultimately jesus but we need each other and so i would i would also say like um it's just through many right. different experiences yes. it's yeah. become very evident to me mm -hmm. that i cannot run this race alone <laughs> that we need each other yeah. and um so yeah, like you, you can't do it by yourself and, mm -hmm. um, also just be willing to, to serve others as yes. well. And yes. I just love that you are all about words, Kaylee, because life and death is in the power of I the tongue. That. Thank you and, so much. Um, I want to wrap so, up some things that I love about yeah. you, Megan, because I mean, honestly, I feel like I've already shared half of what I was going to say <laughs> throughout like, Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. But I am so thankful for your time. I'm so <laughs> thankful for the way that you've just poured your heart out. You are the first person that I've ever talked to on this podcast that decided to pray over our conversation. And I love that. I feel like you just, one of the many things I love about you is you are so in tune with the Holy Spirit and you really want to be used by God. Nothing more, nothing less. You want to be used by God and you are so bold in declaring mm. the hope that you have in Jesus. And it's, it's shining such a light in a dark world. And you give the words to be used in worship that are bringing people closer to God. You're letting God use you to give people that maybe don't know exactly how to, to, to worship or to talk to God. You're giving them these gifts and words and it's so, so powerful. And I just see you as this force of light to burst through the darkness. You are piercing darkness with your life, with your ministry, but first and foremost in your family, as we've gotten mm. here with, with your precious kids and with your husband and the partnership and the team that you guys have, that is an example that will impact generations. I know right now that your kids will grow up to be people that are different because of the example that you and your husband are setting for them and the team that you are, what you're modeling for them. And I just believe that God has and will continue to use these songs to, and, and, and your life and your ministry and your parenthood to reach people all over this world. And I, I'm so, so thankful for you. I'm thankful for social media and that it connected mm -hmm. us. While there's a whole lot of junk that comes from it, I'm thankful that I was able to find a sister <laughs> in Christ yes. that I know is cheering people on well, is pointing them to Jesus quickly, and mm. is just modeling what it looks like to follow after God in a world where that's that's not really accepted. That's not the norm. It's not sexy. It's not easy. It's not fun always, but you're doing it, and you're doing it daily, and I'm so so thankful for you, girl. I'm so thankful. Amen. Thank you, sister. I receive all of that. God, I just believe that you're going to reap a harvest for what you've been sowing in your life. Thank you. You were little, like you talked about, and the way that scripture just flows from you, the Amen. way that you're in tune with God, Amen. I believe that harvest time is now. You know, like now is the season where you get to, you get to see the fruit of that labor, and it's not you know, the thing mm. I want people to understand is yes, Lord. You, can, you can see the highlights of somebody's yes, life or hear little bits and pieces, but you don't know like the in and out and the nitty gritty and the, the work that it took for someone to get to this place. And so I do not doubt that there has been 
seasons of just sowing and labor and really like pouring into something. And what I'm hoping and praying and believing for now mm. is that you get to see the mm-hmm. harvest in that and that you will continue mm-hmm. to see that. So I'm excited for you, girl. I'm ready to cheer you on. I'm- yes, I love it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Our first ever pop-up episode. There will be more, so make sure you're subscribed. And I am already counting down the minutes until this Thursday with a new episode out on the What I Love About You podcast. I cannot wait for you to hear it. We're going to be talking about another area of life that life-giving words can make such a huge difference. So know that I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm cheering for you. And I believe that we together can use words as the gift that they are to make this world a better place.